0: Hi, I'm Patty. I'm Kim Michelle. And I'm Jill. Welcome to our podcast. It's a great day to talk. Because honestly, what day isn't a great day to talk? So join us in our conversation.
1: A great day to talk is brought to you by St. George Design. Offering complete website design, social media management, search engine optimization, Google and Facebook ad management, and many other digital and print marketing services. StGeorgeDesign.com. And by Richardson Brothers Custom Homes, third-generation builders who have been building custom homes in southern Utah for over 25 years. They will take your dream home from concept to completion. Contact RichardsonBrothers.com. The April Gates Group and Zion Canyon Real Estate have been specializing in helping Southern Utah clients buy and sell property for over 18 years. We can help you too. Call or text April today, 435-632-8869. 435-632-8869.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 45 of our podcast and I hope you heard that lovely (laughs) what and you were like oh I know that voice that is our dear friend Miss Jill who is back with us we're so glad Um, and uh, I'm gonna share my gladness for Patty who now is
0: not with us. Yeah, it's like if you look at the three of us up here, one of these things is not, not like, like the, the other. other. So mm-hmm. our redhead, uh-huh
2: our is, tall redhead is not here. tall mm. with
0: a beard. Mm.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Bald head. Ball
2: head. <laughs> 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 but we definitely want to welcome Miss Jill back. Oh, we love you. you and adore you. And we have missed you tremendously. I have and, missed you. Uh, you know, the the lyrical part of the show has just not been the same.
0: Uh, oh, well, <coughs> with my uh, scratchy puberty voice, it ought to sound really ooh, fantastic today. Oh, extra special. Yes. Something to look forward to. <laughs> that's me, that's me. Yep, yep, Hello, exactly. I missed you. Yeah, I we missed, missed you. and I miss yeah. Patty, and I missed you, Scott. That's good to it's see so you. It's so good to see you, too. Um,
2: I missed you, too. <laughs> oh, Sean.
0: Yeah, I Missed you too, Sean. I'm so glad to see you. It's it's good to be back. Yeah, and um, you know, life changing experiences give you a lot of perspective on things. And um, we in our family had a life changing experience, and um, super grateful for friends, for family, for health, for healthcare systems, and for. All good things that we enjoy every single minute of the day.
2: Yeah. So. Absolutely. It quickly puts things in perspective. Yes. Uh, and, you know, it's not a one and done kind of thing. You know, we, we, Get ourselves together and we do, we power through what needs to happen in the moment to get us through there, but we're not done. And so part of this is preparing ourselves kind of for the long haul a little bit and uh, making sure that as we take care of everybody else, we're also taking care of ourselves. Huh. (laughs)
0: I don't know who that might have been directed to, but duly noted, duly noted.
2: Yeah. And it's uh, actually, it fits right in with what we're going to talk about today. And uh, so today is World Sarcoidosis Day.
0: Did you say that right? Close. Sarcoidosis. Yeah. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I had to um, break it down into syllables and spell it
2: S-A-R-C-O-I-D-O-S-I-S. Yes. Yeah.
1: Can you um, use that in a sentence, please? Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Sarcoidosis. Today is
0: World Sarcoidosis, Sarcoidosis Day. I didn't add another I. Oh, the, the origin of the word, please. The origin of the word is... Uh, scar. Oh, yeah. It is not actually because that would that be S C A R, but it does make
2: sense. Yeah. Um, and it you may be thinking, well, that's kind of a weird thing to be talking about, which it potentially is. It's a relatively rare disease that um, but it does afflict 200,000 people roughly in the United States. It more outside of the United States, of course. And uh, we are seeing an increase in the number of diagnosis that take place in addition to that a lot of times people are symptom-free so you could be um, afflicted with it and not even know that you have it and if that's the case and you're symptom-free then I'm really happy for you that you don't know you have it because you're symptom-free and so because it is that world sarcoidosis
0: koidosis,
2: yeah awareness day today we (laughs) thought well let's take a moment and maybe talk about that and also then talk about not just the disease itself but managing that and how it affects families and um caretakers and caretakers and all of all of the stakeholders involved and uh, so it was like hmm if only we could Find someone who could maybe come on and share the podcast with us who has something to share yeah. about that, and then it was like, oh yeah, I could roll over this morning and say, hey Scott, <laughs> <laughs> tap tap tap, have I got a plan for you? Yeah, and so we're really lucky to have Scott um, with us on the podcast today, so that he can remind me how to say it. Maybe I have a mental block because I don't want to acknowledge it, which could sure. be very, um, very true, but, um, Scott was actually diagnosed in 2002 and, uh, I'm going to let you kind of share that experience and especially in this community that we lived in, it's so rare that, um, even getting the initial diagnosis was somewhat difficult. So why don't you just go ahead and share with us your experience around that as well as, um your symptoms around it and how it affects you and your daily life.
1: Well, thank you. And thank you for inviting me again. It's nice oh, to be back the with the mic two with of you, you.
2: Right. Sean. Keep yeah, the mm-hmm. mic Right there. Mm-hmm. Got it right right there. there. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I guess my journey began, like I said, 2002. So 20 years ago now, and uh, I was in that category of people that were either symptom free or they were living in denial. They had some symptoms, but they refused to believe anything was going on and just happened to be out playing basketball with some friends, uh, one day and decided to, um, set a block and take a charge from one of the other players. And he went in the air, caught me with a knee right in the chest. And I uh, went, went down immediately to the ground in a, in, in quite a bit of pain and, um, Figured in the moment I'd probably busted a few ribs. So they ran me immediately over to the hospital and uh, did some chest uh, chest x-rays to see what was going on. And I'll never forget the technician coming back into the room, the x-ray technician, with tears just rolling down his cheeks. (laughs) Oh my word. And I went, wow, this probably isn't a good sign. (laughs) And he said, I just saw your x-rays and he said, I could probably lose my job for telling you this, but I think you have lung cancer. Oh my gosh. Which was a you know pretty devastating thing Hefty. to hear in the yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. So they immediately sent me up to, for a biopsy about a week later. So we got to mm-hmm. live with live the with stress that. of yeah. just wondering mm-hmm. if I had lung, ca- lung cancer for that period of time. And uh, so they did the biopsy, the biopsy came back And that day I heard a word I'd never heard before. The doctor came in and he said, well, I have good news for you. The good news is you do not have lung cancer. He said, the not so good news is that you have a condition called sarcoidosis. And I remember the doctor saying it, I'm really surprised. (laughs) I'm looking at your history here and you know, typically the questions we ask someone to determine whether they have sarcoidosis is we ask them, have you ever been a smoker? Right. And I said, I'll be really honest. I probably had two, maybe three cigarettes in my lifetime. <laughs> right. Um, have you ever see, worked See, that around-
2: kids never smoke <laughs> a That's single right. cigarette.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I struggle today when I do see people smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Because I just know if they were in the condition I was in, they, they wouldn't take that risk. Uh, they always ask me if I ever worked around asbestos okay. or heavy chemicals, which I, as far as I know, never right. had. Um, then the next question is always interesting. They say, <laughs> and you're you're not a black woman.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. say, so well, are you? As far as I know,
1: <laughs> I'm not. And they said, well, those are the categories in which it most commonly mm-hmm. shows up. Yeah. Um, Again, I guess the numbers now are 200,000 in the U.S.
2: My goodness. I don't
1: think they were diagnosed that high 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, no. um, But started doing a little bit of research. You know, my first question was always, great, so now I have this condition. what can I do about it? And the answer was always, well, we have no idea how you got it. Yeah. And there's really no way to treat it.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: So for quite a few years, I just went on the you know the doctor would say and what is it you do for a living and at the time i'd say i'm a seminar facilitator mm-hmm. well what does that look like and i'd say well i basically stand in front of the room for like eight to ten hours a day and talk to crowds of people and i would chuckle when the doctors would say no you don't
0: uh-huh. and
1: i'd say well yes i do and then the, you know the response was always well nobody with the condition you have as serious as you have it does that for a living and i said well Got one.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Gosh,
2: so.
0: gosh, gosh. And
2: so exactly what, what happens? You have it in your lungs, but it, it can be really most commonly in any soft tissue. It can also be on the skin, yeah. but hearts, lung, you can get it in your Organs, uh, yeah. throat, your esophagus. You yeah. can actually get it. Uh, but for you, it's in both of your lungs and what how does that manifest? I mean, when they're looking at an X-ray, what are they seeing when they're looking at the X-ray?
1: Um, well, you know, lungs in an X-ray should just be nice, dark
0: uh-huh.
1: tissue. My X-rays, if you look at them, I have one lung and about a third of my other lung that if you looked at the X-ray, you'd swear a colony of spiders had
0: mm-hmm. gone Infested in yeah, and there,
1: and just started putting webs. Wow! So they're just these huge areas of white fibers okay. you know, that are that happened to be in my lungs, and it generates scar tissue, and mm-hmm. anywhere you have that scar tissue, the lung just can't function. Right. So I basically have the lung capacity of probably about a five or six year old my boy, gosh. Um
0: and you're all but seven feet tall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So
1: <laughs> most people would never know it. <laughs> you no, know, it's not that I'm seven feet tall, it's I'm, probably not. Yeah. Six foot six five, foot five.
0: that's like that's like seven feet to me. Most people would so. never
1: know I have the condition. Well no people that have no. known me for years say I I never knew you had no. anything going on. So no. yeah.
2: Yeah. And so you and you've, they call those gran granulomas, right? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um they almost kind of look like small little
0: tumorous. Yeah, I read that they uh-huh. are nodules. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. And as I read about it and learned about it, well, and you know, I've let's be honest, have known about it for 20 yeah. years as well, yeah. but not to the depth that I know now. Yeah. Um it did remind me of mesothelioma, mm-hmm. the scar tissue mm-hmm. element and how it fills the lungs. And you know, we have some my grandfather passed from that and my sister-in-law's mother just recently passed from mesothelioma as well and so Mm -hmm. it is it without the cancer word in there right it's so it just reminds me so much of what that disease does i had a
1: doctor one time tell me about a third of the people that have sarcoidosis will go their entire life and never know they even have it about another third will be diagnosed Mm. with sarcoidosis and um, it'll progress. It'll just con- con- continually get worse, and worse, and worse, and worse. And the other third will be diagnosed with it, but there really won't be much progression change. of it. There won't be much change over mm-hmm. it. So I don't you know, kept my fingers crossed. I, I know I have it, I've been diagnosed. Um, I just pray it doesn't get worse.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And there were times along the way we were nervous I, when we were living in uh, the Bay Area, All right. near San Francisco. You know, I'd go to the hospital there in um, San Rafael Mm -hmm. about once a week, and there was a time where I was being evaluated for a lung transplant.
0: I remember that. That was
1: a bit scary. And, you know, a doctor one time looked at me and said, what you have we define as um, end-stage sarcoidosis. Mm -hmm. Um, So doing a little bit of research on that. Um, That doesn't mean he's like barely
2: standing on the stage. No. No. Just so you know, that's not what that phrase means. And nobody clearly wants to be hearing that in any kind of condition. Um, Especially my first conversation was really, well, can't we just go in there and cut that stuff out? (laughs) And they're like, (laughs) yes, we can do that. But to what end? Because you'd still just be left with a third of a lung. Sure. You know, um, so the the hope is it, it can go into its own remission um, or at least uh, a Slow remissive state yeah. mm-hmm. so that it's not progressing. Uh, Scott has n- is not in that state where it we know it will never progress because. It uh, And it can be inflamed. Like if you breathe in dust particles and stuff like that, it can agitate your gran- granulomas right. and it can cause them to swell up. and well, That and kind of
0: stuff in the lung. Yeah. That's the other part that I read that was really fascinating is that it's an inflammation disease. Yes.
1: It's actually defined now as an autoimmune. They, and, and, they do believe yeah. that. And that's yeah.
0: That's what I went looking for yeah. as I go down the rabbit hole, which is, what I've been doing a lot of these days, yes, going down research mm-hmm. rabbit holes.
2: You can treat me anytime, anytime with, with your MD, knowledge base. With my yep. twelve
0: certificates hanging yep. on the wall, but that was what I read was that it is inflammatory yep. and makes sense because I mm-hmm. did go looking for the word um, autoimmune and hadn't run into that. Yeah. Makes total sense. Yeah. And
2: it it. is, it is every time we would move to a different location or, you know, change, um, our insurance. So we had new providers every time we would have the conversation every single time it was like, Oh, we'll do our own tests because they just didn't believe that that's what he had because he just does not meet any of the risk group categories right. that you would typically see, um,
0: affiliated with, with the condition. And be honest on, you know, you were still able to work a room with little and limited lung capacity. Still do now and then. Yeah, well, he still does. <laughs> and
2: I, and honestly, I, I don't know how, because if you're sitting next to him, you probably can't hear it. But even today, some days, it's more prevalent but even today you can hear the heaviness in his breathing is which is wheezy? uh-huh which is one of the it's just being signs to you, baby. Uh, <laughs> no it's not hot and heavy it's just <laughs> <laughs> but you do have that wheeziness, you know so then you just really get to be mindful about now other conditions copd and those types of things that Uh, If paired with this, then really, mm -hmm, really create a a situation that you have to really keep an eye on
0: all the time. Tell me, okay, so that's the general information about that. Tell me how it has affected you. You mentioned that you went to the doctor once a week, had tests run, you know, checking for potential lung transplant. How in your personal life, you know, hobbies. You said you were playing basketball when the initial knee to chest experience took place. What things changed for you as you learned more and started to acknowledge that, oh yeah, maybe this breathing thing has been a thing that I've just kind of like avoided a bit.
1: For a lot. Um, you know, when I say playing basketball, I probably use the phrase loosely.
0: <laughs> well, playing was, it more I than you play on now. on
1: basketball court yeah. there, <laughs> with yeah. a bunch of friends. <laughs> but even at the time, I remember really struggling trying to get from one end of the court to the other end of the court and back. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd get winded pretty easily. And even today, if I'm climbing a pretty good flight of stairs, mm-hmm. I get to stop at the top of the stairs and catch my breath. and. You know, several things, if I play golf, I wouldn't be walking the course. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. I'd be riding in a cart. So, you know, there are, there are limitations and um, probably the most common thing is if I'm anywhere with Kim Michelle, you know, I'll push it. And I probably push it more than I even should. Uh-huh. And she'll say, slow down, breathe. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, you know, I still do some of the things I once did, not all the things that I once right. did. Um I don't do anything probably as quickly right <laughs> as I once did i I try to pace myself when I can, but
0: which sounds like great advice to give to anybody who's struggling with a lung issue, yeah or any kind of or any issue any kind of yeah, yeah, for sure pushing pushing ourselves is definitely um oh, I don't know is it, and it's it. What word am I? It's for?
2: almost a badge of honor, right? Yeah. That you yeah. can yeah. say that you pushed yourself beyond. Yeah, and I I do believe that growth happens in that space that's uncomfortable for us. So choosing into uncomfortable is one thing, but I think the accolades around you really the the glory comes in the pushing yourself harder and harder and harder i think that's something that across the board we i get to reconsider Mm -hmm. um the willingness to ask for support all of those kinds of things are more difficult to do when you embrace the i just got to push on through right and uh i think that's one reason why we wanted to do this show because it just happens to be the you know World Awareness Day, so that seemed appropriate. But the other reason is because if it isn't, if you're not dealing with this in your family, you're probably dealing with some other kind of chronic condition, meaning that um, it 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 there isn't an eminent time frame associated with whatever the condition is that you have, but that it is chronic and yeah. it's not just going to, to most likely go away. And it's something that you're going to get to live with, with your family and your partner or whoever is afflicted for the rest of your life. So creating strategies that can work and can accommodate where you're at so that you can still find ways to enjoy being outdoors when you're not climbing up hills you know that's really one of the reasons why we got our electric bikes because it provided an opportunity for us to be able to share time outside um doing something that is we're going to call physical in our world and but that uh gave us a safety net right so that if for whatever reason the breathing became difficult you could you you were safe, yes, you safe. had a way to be able to accommodate
1: they gave me an opportunity to keep up with Kim and Michelle without having to pedal
0: uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you know the keeping up part on both ends is really like you said, i mean this is this is a chronic issue in and of itself it is it's so, like a badge of honor, really, yeah. like we martyrdom. wear it around
2: like li- martyrdom, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. for uh, sure, uh, even when um. Gosh, I hate that word, but uh, obviously at some level, when you're unwilling to set some boundaries and then take on way more than what is probably healthy for anyone in your world, not just for you, but for anybody who has to live with you, (laughs) (laughs) Um, then at some level, what you perceive you're gaining from that. The acknowledgement or the awareness or, you know, you go get them. How can you do all of that? That kind of space, uh, there's got to be a reward better than that. right? Yeah.
0: So so on that note, let me ask you, as the family and spouse of Dear Scott, who is then officially diagnosed with a chronic illness Mm -hmm. that doesn't have an end goal, Mm -hmm. it's it's a you know, unknown. Right. The crystal ball is mm-hmm. lost at the dry cleaners again. <laughs> Dang it. What kinds of things as his wife, how did that change your life?
2: I think I'm I might not even have totally dealt with it, honestly. Because for me, when those kinds of things happen, then I just dig in and do whatever has to agree. be done. Um I will say that uh for anyone out there who ever thinks they're the worst person in the world because you're dealing with somebody who has a chronic illness and you know that there's not a darn thing that that they can do about having it. Um and you ever feel some energy <laughs> that is less than gracious? you ever feel resentful about this, I'm going to have to do this and this and this because that can't go there. Um, I'm just going to give you a big old hug of grace right now and compassion, not just for the person who has the chronic condition, but for yourself, because to be in that space that says, gosh, I wish that maybe this isn't the space that I was in, that I feel like I have the responsibilities that come with who I am. And now I have this as well. Only in those really stressful moments. Do I, am I in that space where I'm less than gracious and, um, and then I beat myself up because guilt, how, yeah, how could I even be thinking that or feeling that way when. Um, I'm blessed to have him every day that I have him and all of those kinds of things.
1: Well, the other question might be a better question might be, how can you be human and not have those thoughts from time to time?
2: But I'm superhuman,
1: <laughs>
0: right? Right. You're a superhuman
1: <laughs> right. for sure.
0: Cause, Cause you can tell me something, right? Oh, Kim yeah. Michelle. Mm-hmm. And the same rules don't apply for you. Mm-hmm. I can encourage you In some realm yeah, and the same rules don't apply to me. That's true. (laughs) And so that superhuman, uh, take on the world. I can do everything. I've lately been using the word martyr. Yeah. Um, which for me just translates to no boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's, that's like you said, it's, you've got to have grace and you have to let go of shame. Yeah. And you have absolutely. to, you have to Guilt, recognize all of it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah, humans are feeling, I'm going to quote Brene. <laughs> <laughs> humans are feeling creatures, yeah. not thinking creatures. Yeah. They are feeling first and thinking 10%. Yeah.
1: Well, so. I think part of dealing with any chronic condition, you know, I could go years and years and years in denial and resisting the fact that I have it and being angry with the circumstance and with God and everything else involved in it. But I, you know, I choose to look at it and just say, you know, I'm as tall as I am for a reason. I'm as hairy as I am for a reason. Which All, is
2: very, <laughs>
1: you know, everything. is. That's how God designed me. You know, I'll never forget. I'm not, I've gone almost my entire life really being frustrated with my handwriting. I truly, I was meant to be a doctor because I have a doctor's handwriting <laughs> to the max.
0: That's fantastic. Um,
1: you know, like they say, the, the one thing you'll always do better than anyone else on the planet is read your own handwriting. Right. And that's true, it's like nobody else could read mine. And I remember being in the seminar room one time and there was a young man, we had a writing exercise. He was supposed to write a page worth of notes on something. And he said, but I, I can't write, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't write. He said, if I, if I say the words, can someone write those words for me? And the facilitator I was with turned, pointed to me and said, well, why don't you write for him? And my thought was, well, if I write it, he won't be able to read it. But I did, I sat there and I took notes on what he was saying. And he came back in the next morning just with tears in his eyes. And he said, "Uh, what a blessing. You have my handwriting. Oh my word. It was, I've never been able to read somebody, you know, my own handwriting, but I could read yours perfectly and I went, Wow. That was in accordance to God's plan, you know? Yeah. So I, you know, I think for some reason, God slowed me down just enough (laughs) that I could make the difference I'm meant to make. It might look different than it might look, but you know, being in, uh, going victim to it's not going to help anyone. Not going to change anything.
0: Yeah. Only make it worse. Uh, I believe. Mm -hmm. Find the
1: blessing in it. You know, I'm like Kim Michelle, we'd go to the mall or we'd go shopping and the most common thing I would hear is slow down. (laughs) Let me keep up with you. Right. You know, now it's like, like she's waving back. No, she doesn't. But Uh, you know, I feel like she's always waiting for me and you know, there's a happy medium in there somewhere. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Kim Michelle, what does it look like as, um, the caregiver? I think that the
2: one area that, I mean, this is 20 years later and I still know, um, you know, it's been a challenging, um, couple of years. Scott had a really serious blood clot. Um, the largest they'd ever seen, uh, here. Yeah. Yes. Cause that's <laughs> how, that's how that's he right. rolls. And then he had a <laughs> pulmonary embolism off of that. And right. then he fell and maybe someday we'll talk about this, but had a traumatic brain injury just, just over a year ago. Right. And, uh, so there's been a lot of challenging things there. And I would always say that the lesson, there'll always be a pathway to the lesson you're meant to learn. And if you refuse to learn the lesson, then you'll be given another pathway to oh, the lesson. <laughs> I
0: hate that because that is my patience is my continued lesson Yeah, over mm-hmm. and over. And so I think that um,
2: the lesson is not to be in grace. I think I'm, I think I really work to be in that space Um, more in grace with Scott probably than I am with myself more compassionate with grace uh, with Scott than I probably am with myself. Although there are times when I know, gosh, I'm really being short right now and I am aware of it and I'm not to the place yet where I resolve it and can stop being short other than just stop talking. Um, but I think the one lesson that continues to be available to me for me to really embrace is that taking time for me right, and not feeling bad about it, not feeling like I'm letting somebody else down, you know, that there's a better use of my time than just, taking my favorite book and sitting in the backyard and doing nothing but reading. reading. Yeah. So, um, I think that from the caretaker standpoint, I think that's one of the greatest lessons still for me
0: to be able to, um, perfect. Well, let me tell you, you mentioned the give yourself there's a couple of things. So we, this whole idea of care, of caregiver, right. Um, and we know even in our own professions, in our own lives, we're supposed to take care of ourselves. So We've already kind of touched on how that Mm -hmm. just doesn't really happen. We push instead of sit back. Yeah. But I was looking for advice for caregivers and you mentioned a couple of them. On here now. Look, I have to make it really big because reading
1: a book out on the porch. Oh Is my gosh. Right?
0: Yep. So it says take time for yourself and your own needs. Watch for signs of stress such as impatience, loss of appetite, or difficulty with sleep. Mm-hmm. Don't know anybody like that. Yeah. Concentration or memory. Pay attention to changes in your mood, a loss of interest in usual activities or in an ability to accomplish usual tasks. So this came from the University of uh, California, San Francisco, I think is where I grabbed this. That
2: probably is true. They do a ton of medical work there at that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: A lot of research. Um, Give yourself credit. That is another one. Give Mm -hmm. yourself credit. The care you give does make a difference. Um, share your feelings with family members or other caregivers or join a support group, and I might add to that, find a really good therapist or social worker who is sensitive and experienced. Mm -hmm. I might add that as for my own notes. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I, in
2: terms of um i'm i started reading a book maybe you should talk to someone is the book that is and it's her, she's a therapist and it's her story around her seeking therapy herself okay. when her relationship ends and really just the idea that therapy is uniquely reserved for a certain group of people, I think is one that we should be challenging across the board. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, we already,
0: we definitely know, right. That mental health care is a luxury Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be. No, absolutely. The brain is an organ. That's right. And just like every other organ in the body, I think that the chemistry and the wiring of the brain needs its own set of specialists. Yeah absolutely.
1: And you're so tough on yourself. Um, I want you to know I'd be the very first to nominate you for sainthood and <laughs> <laughs> um, you've been through a lot. Um, there are mornings I wake up and roll over and I'm just glad you're still there because <laughs> mm. I you know I, I know what a struggle it is personally and for the person that's there by your side right. being your caregiver right. and I don't want this to be a downer for everybody. No,
0: no, you know, no, if, no. If
1: nothing else, I think part of the message today is I was diagnosed with this 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if there's someone that gets the diagnosis tomorrow, I don't want them just to be devastated by right. it. Um, hope, pray, take care of yourself. <laughs> you know, allow others to take care of you as well. Yeah. And have hope. What was your definition of hope the other day?
2: Um, it
0: is... Uh, the expectation, expectation of, joy. of joy. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. You
1: know, I like to.
0: I love that. I had a
1: training partner one time that said, "Used to say, hope is the raw material of losers." Oh. You know, and I think what he meant by that was these people that never take action to fill a dream, mm-hmm. but they live in the hope that someday it would happen. You know, but it's like there's a hope with a big H and a hope with a little H. Right. <laughs> you know, like the capital hope is that expectation of joy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I'm not hoping for it. Right. But mm-hmm. I, I totally expect in our relationship that yeah. there'll be joy in the moment. There'll be joy tomorrow. There'll be joy 10 years from now, 20 years from now.
2: Keep your mic. at There'll be joy
1: when I don't keep <laughs> I'm my trying, mic Sean. right in front of my gonna face. You're
2: going to get in mm-hmm. trouble.
1: <laughs> you know, but the, that constant expectation of joy. Yeah, Regardless I totally agree.
2: The the biggest message I would say and I think you probably can embrace this in, with what's going on with you as well is that different doesn't mean less than. Different doesn't mean worse. Different do, it just means different, different. That's all. Yeah. And usually when I'm in it it's because I have an expectation of how it's supposed to look based on how it's looked before. Mm-hmm. And that is what uh, then I know, okay, I get to release off of that and be really open to how amazing it could look now because it could look a thousand times better than I could even imagine right. or it's ever been before. Sure, uh, It's just different. That's all. You know,
0: and isn't that the truth when... When we sit down and think about it and talk with others, there are more of us who get the opportunity to be caregivers Mm -hmm. than what we like to be known on the outside. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, Scott, your diagnosis was 20 years ago and Kim Michelle, you've been the help mate, help meet. I'll never use help meet. I hate that word (laughs) (laughs) of that. Right. And it's all of us that at whatever level it is, maybe it's not sarcoidosis. Did I say it right? Sarcoidosis. There you go. Sarcoidosis. Um, maybe it's, you know, Maybe it is a mental health issue. Maybe it is a traumatic brain injury. Maybe it is a stroke. Maybe it is a car accident that puts someone in a wheelchair for an unknown amount. I mean, we all know somebody that has, and at some point we all will get the opportunity to be in one role or the other, mm-hmm. and I think or, that both. These, or yeah, both, or both, no. right. Yeah. right? Yeah, and I think that these characteristics or suggestions for caregivers, I believe, also goes for the person with the chronic mm-hmm. illness. Yep, be kind to yourself. Yeah, let people help you. Eat a good, eat balanced. You know, get sleep. Make sleep a priority. All those good things. I think it goes for both sides of the party. I think that it is just another life lesson in being human. Yeah. That.
1: Find a good therapy, like paint gnomes. Do paint something. gnomes. Paint yes. Gnomes. Did
0: you guys see my new gnome? <laughs> I have a beautiful birthday gnome from Mr. Scott that's on the table, but it was like right in my face and, and I you couldn't you see couldn't, my cute face. Yeah. There we go. Oh, see (laughs) there. There's my gnome. Happy birthday.
1: (laughs) He's the whiz.
0: I love whoever he is, but I love the sunflower the most. He makes me so happy. Yeah. So these are the things. I mean, fill your time with happy things. Fill your time with positive thinking. I love the big H little H hope. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. it's such a lesson for caregivers and those that are in the position of having a chronic illness. Yeah.
2: And even though some
0: things may change,
2: some things or may look different, different. Some things um, will never change. Scott's love for me, Mm -hmm. never in doubt. The, the strength I get from my, my besties here, Jill and Patty, that will never change, right? The love from my family, Mm -hmm. never change.
1: The love from your family.
2: Right. Those things, yeah. you know, those are absolutes. So, I think sometimes it's easy to focus on what has been lost instead of what how how beautiful and how blessed we are for the things that we have. And right. that's just a reset. Right? Right? That's just a quick reset. So
1: Well, on the table's turn, it was not more than about 10 years ago that Kim Michelle went through her episode with breast cancer.
0: Right. Yes.
1: You know, and she's been Breast cancer free ever yep. since then, and yep, yep, you know, for a pretty extended period of time. There, I got to be the caregiver, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Which is something I think I kind of enjoy doing anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> you have you have an old soul and a tender soul, yeah, and a big heart, Scott. Yeah, so for sure. I think you would fill that role quite nicely.
2: Yeah, absolutely wonderful. That's true. Oh. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, here, the last thing I'll say on this is that, uh, it's just another reason to be out in the world and just be kind Mm. because you don't know who is going through something. You, you just may never know. And your kind words, your graciousness in a moment can mean everything for that person where they are. So, Go out in the world and if nothing else,
0: choose to be kind. Right. Yeah. Be human and be kind, please mm-hmm. and thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think we and celebrate
1: life. I think the yeah. purpose of World Sarcoidosis Day isn't to be down, isn't to oh, be Oh, no,
0: sad. I don't think that's I where think we are at all.
1: To celebrate.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I like knowing more about all different things. Um, and Scott, I've known about this for 20 years and this opportunity to take this world day to learn more about it is really been beneficial for me. Yeah. You know, it's interesting what certain situations, uh, what you learn in certain situations that you never anticipate. And yeah. so I, you know, thank you for sharing your journey into it and your journey through it. Yeah.
1: So, and, uh, and And to know I'm not alone in it. You know, when sarcoidosis got the most attention was after September 11th.
0: Oh my gosh. That's um, what all, after the fire all the first fighters. responders. And oh, wow. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Wow. And there's wow. even some conversation about COVID and um, this disease yeah. and uh, whether... We're, there's conversation now. The word's out there. I hear it more this year than I've probably ever heard it used before. So it's just, you know, it's just something to be aware of and mindful of, so.
0: And knowledgeable of and supportive of.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we want to uh, thank... Jill, we're so happy! Yay. 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 I'm so happy to be uh, back. And of course, we want to thank Scott yep. for coming and thank you, being Scott. Uh, vulnerable like he always is, and just um, a joy. And sometime we'll come on here and just talk about something hilarious because he's really the funniest person <laughs> I know in the whole world. Um, you need to
1: meet more people. Uh, well, or we'll have to censor some stuff. Uh, one of the things
2: that uh, we did want to just mention is that we are going to go on our summer schedule. I know we're not quite to summer, but if if you talk to the kids at school, they think we are. So, um, uh, we're going to move to kind of our summer schedule, which is going to be twice a month for the live podcast. Um, and so that's going to be the second and the fourth Wednesday of every month. And in the interim, be looking for some vlogging or blogging yes. to keep you uh, engaged with where we are and what we're doing. And we'd love for you to hear from you. Oh. Uh, yeah, we'd love to have you send us a vlog or a blog on where what you're doing in your life right now what's bringing you joy how your life is coming up roses in the springtime oh that's beautiful yeah so thank you for joining us for our episode we'll see you in uh a couple of weeks yeah
0: we'll see you in two we'll see you in two okay bye bye good night Thanks for listening to It's a Great Day to Talk. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And until next week,
2: get out there and
0: talk.
1: This has been a production from a podcast studio.